Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If I could give you one piece of advice, producer Rory, always take your wallet with you. Never leave it in the changing room, in the dressing room, because it might get stolen. This is the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore on Thursday. And we're uh, basically imparting a little bit of advice on producer Rory, who has a side gig, a side hustle uh, as an internet uh, uh, famous uh, DJ. Uh, and he, uh, and I'm just giving him a bit of advice about performing and how to stay yeah, safe I mean- on the road. I respectfully, you know, I love you, Pete. I've got a lot of love for you. I've built that love over the years. And mm. your love for someone does grow when you spend time with them. I feel like I've got a lot of miles on the clock with you now. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be giving him advice about that because I've seen you leave plenty of things in dressing rooms when they needed to be on stage, for right. example. Okay. Is that but fair? That, that's just stagecraft. That's a different thing. I would Is say that right? A, oh, okay. You, you meant to do that. that. I was giving personal safety tips. I've never been knowingly robbed. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> never been knowingly robbed this is the luke and pete show peter isn't it, mm, it is, it's yes. thursday it's the 13th of october it's autumnal today it feels very autumnal it to me and i was thinking autumnal. to myself you know whenever i think of the changing of the seasons and i think of a song that suits the changing of the seasons my mind always goes to summer breeze makes me feel fine but that's obviously a summer song yeah so i couldn't really think of any autumnal songs the only one i could think of was sort of dead leaves in the dirty ground by the white stripes um, that isn't overtly about autumn. Mm. So, um, I don't know, the sweater song by Weezer. How are you, Peter? You've been driving that Cadillac down the west coast of the US of A, baby. Driving and now you're back. Kia SUV down the road. Was it a Kia? It was a Kia. It was a big boy, uh, bigger than any car I've ever driven before. But, Luke, I passed with flying colours, apart from one moment when I think I could have possibly rolled it. Um, there was... Uh, the, They've got this basic technology in these really fancy, expensive SUVs, right? Where you just it just drives for you. It locks into a a, a lane on the motorway, and the little wheel just turns and turns and turns and takes corners for you. I've seen that. It's mental. and if you cross over the um, the white line to another lane, it writes you, right? It, well, it sort of, yeah, it sort of beeps, beeps. But yeah, as soon yeah. as it finds a line, it just sort of sticks in that line forever. And it, and it doesn't matter how severe the turn is, they'll always it'll always kind of turn for you. So I'm just I've just been having a lovely time, just accelerating and braking. <laughs> um, and I've I've also there was a time when if you saw a, a white line, you'd beep at the top of your voice. 
good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. Welcome um, back, anyway. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. I'm uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the uh, autumnal scenes here uh, in Leon C. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed that the, uh, the, the, the this, I've got like a tree next to my window where the neighbours can uh, could basically see what I'm doing on my computer. Uh, and w- when the leaves fall off the trees. They can just see what I'm doing. It's problematic, isn't it? They, they can see exactly what I'm looking at on the internet. Are you saying that you can only you can only masturbate in front of your computer in the summer months? Well, I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, let's make it very clear. I can't masturbate because it's a, I've got two big windows, so I'm just saying I just I don't like to be l- leered at from where from where uh, the neighbours can see effectively. No, like, and the only ones who are um, passively aggressively complaining about the noise from um, Lola and Buckley. No, nah, that's it. That's a, that's that's a different. Pair of... have, you, have you got to the bottom of that mystery yet? No, I, I couldn't find the original pic because they left a piece of paper on uh, a car uh, next to to our house. It's a mystery. Basically saying stop parking on my drop curb. Um, and oh, they I, did that as well. Yeah, and I took a picture of it because I was like, I, kind of thinking that I I'll need to kind of sort of collecting the handwriting a little bit. Um, nice and uh, good angle. And so and, and and so I've got that. And then I, you know, Admin Donaldson strikes again. I don't know where I've left it. So. Right. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out who left that piece of paper on the uh, on the car, which is very disappointing. Incredibly have you, disappointing. Have you thought about talking to um, the good people at um, This American Life? Well, look, do, Adam do Science a, um, free, so they're probably looking for another project. I would say. I love I love the idea of this. I love. Um, I'm I'm Pete Donaldson, mm. and you're listening to This American Life. Yeah. Episode one. Who hates my dogs? The drop curb. <laughs> the drop curb. Yeah. You'd have to do this a lot. You'd have to go like this. And so I found a letter in the letterbox. But that's next time. <laughs> it's very much not my energy, I would say. I don't think I'm a natural no, it's not. true crime You're kind too of manic. guy. It's, it's too, you do it's it all too, in one episode. I'd get, sorted it. I'd get so confused. I'd say I'd say the end first and like yeah, production give, meeting, give people no reason. Make episodes. <laughs> You've already done it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Efficiency. Don't thank yeah. me. I'm just efficient. But crying out yeah, loud. exactly. So, so yeah. you had a little trip away. You, you drove around down the west coast of the US and in a mm. Korean vehicle, which I think is disrespectful, actually, to the good people <laughs> of the United States. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like that getting on the. I, I, I think that you know, different car manufacturers from different countries should just do different types of car. Like for me, if it's a bigger, longer road trip, it's got to be a big old American car, baby. Right. If, you, if you're if you're bipping around the city or doing something, but I totally get the Korean car. Totally get it. For me, well, I, it feels like it's a bit of a shame. Well, I, I just don't think you can really sort of be that uh, jingoistic when it comes to hiring a car. <laughs> American brand only, yeah. please. Well, I told you, you I'm already banned from Enterprise, aren't I? So. Oh, yeah, because you didn't pay the Not fine. for jingoism, can I just say. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't xenophobic about, about a territory. No, you refuse to. I mean, so does that mean you can never hire another Enterprise car again because you're blacklisted because you wouldn't pay a oh, fine? Oh, yeah, baby. And their affiliate brands, refused, which I wasn't aware of. Refused to pay the fine you were dodging all the time. No, oh. it wasn't a fine. It's a disputed payment. Right. I'm happy to go on record to saying that. Okay. Um, and they've been very, very um, unreasonable in my view. Right. And, and Pete, imagine what it must have been like for someone like me to think they're being unreasonable. Because <laughs> I'm pretty competitive at the best of times. So imagine yeah. what they've done. They dragged my name through the mud. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, don't was, like, I don't even know if I could be saying this about, it was, about it was, them. It's probably it was because there was mud on the car. I, I believe. Yeah, that was the issue. No, that's the fine. You can do that. That's it doesn't fine. matter. Is it? At fine. no point do they say your car's a bit dirty. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. So, um, so, so I started off Seattle, right? 
I'll just give you two words. Uh, I'll give you two words, three words review of everything, right? Seattle. Okay. Chewing gum wall. There was a wall in Seattle where everyone's just shoving their fucking chewing gum, right? And it lasts right. for like a block. And wow. people are just covering the whole thing in chewing gum. Disgusting. Right. Uh, Portland. Missed out on that one. Uh, drove straight to a place near Salem called uh, Independence where I watched a wrestling show. Good fucking wrestling. <laughs> it was like a little wrestling in a kind of an elk lodge uh, with... That sounds great. With me and about oh, probably about 30 people. Very few people in the room. So that's too few for me. Yeah. I, 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 I want to see an independent wrestling show. It seems a lot more real, a lot more interesting, but mm. I need there to be enough people there to limit the chance of me actually having to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> you right, wrestlers. Who wants it? Yeah, you might have had a lovely time, uh, but that was fun. And we uh, and we went to uh, and 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 the best characters I think were these this, this big fat wrestler and his slightly smaller hench wrestler, um, and they were dressed like um, uh, working men with high vis jackets and hard hats. Uh, and they, and the best thing they came out uh, and and the man had like a. Um, a, a, a measuring tape. A, 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 what do you call a measuring tape here? What's, what's a measuring tape? Measure. Tape? tape measure. Thank you. But you actually had the the I words the themselves words the wrong in way. a different order. A measuring tape. What does it do? It tape measures. Oh, the other way around. Um, yeah. He just comes out, and it's the funniest entrance ever. He just jumps out, and then he just starts measuring stuff. It's what? such a good gag. It's such a good gag. Uh, Funny. That was good. Uh, Eugene, bit of a. Uh, frightening town uh, but so some... I've never heard of Eugene what state is that in? that is in Oregon it's, just, it's in Oregon yeah it's in Oregon so it's uh, okay. it's like um, it's it's just kind of like a, a Passover kind of little town uh, eight week gummies right. uh, and went to the bowling and uh, did alright did alright for a man who was giggling uncontrollably that's such a great thing to do in the, in the Pacific Northwest eat weed gummies and go bowling they just the, the thing about weed dispensaries is and it's not something that I've kind of experienced I've experienced one in Colorado and one in uh, and one one here in uh, well where, where do we buy it I guess it was kind of Eugene um, the, the people who are in weed dispensaries they're really into weed aren't they like even yeah. more than Americans who are already fucking into weed yeah, yeah like we're into booze it's, it's and a, it's a scene, um yeah childhood obesity and they are yeah. very much into just getting blasted oh, on weed I don't think the Americans are that it. far behind on childhood obesity <laughs> to be fair if, if, if behind at all but mm. it's a scene isn't it it's like um, the vaping scene remember when we, we were in Northampton you and I together and I wanted to get into the vaping scene and yeah, just ask yeah. people about it and you got embarrassed and left me Yeah, like, it's a strange. bit like that but with, with and, and the thing is here they obviously the latest uh, brainwave from those in charge here want to make cannabis a class A substance which right. I mean that is proper, like swivel-eyed lunatic stuff. That. It's, 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 that's basically that's basically sitting there in a meeting and going, "What's the worst thing they can they can accuse it? What's the worst thing we can do? How can we like, on think the of that? Yeah, think of that, and then go beyond that, and yeah. then do that. Yeah, just kind of, where, where's the general sort of trend of history and direction going? Where, yeah. Where's the general trend going? Let's let's put the brakes on. And not only but, put the brakes, stick the Kia Sorento in reverse and, and yeah. go a few miles up the. But, up, but up Pete, the not only that, when they when they announced that to the lobby, the press the press corps, I imagine even the ones who are essentially shills hmm. for these kind of renter quote shills for whatever the government does, essentially like propagandists, really. Yeah. Even they, at that point, if they didn't get the briefing at a time, they're just throwing their arms up and they go, oh, but how are we going to fucking sell that? <laughs> Can you give us some notice at least? Uh... You know, it's, it's, it's the most baffling, bizarre thing to say. You know, it's like saying, right, um, on Thursdays, 
going forward, everyone has to hop everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. What's the point? It, it doesn't make. It's just <laughs> you're doing it, doing it on purpose what's just to annoy. Is just it making everyone's people? life a bit harder? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah everywhere. Anyway, carry on. Uh, uh, Sacramento, head to Sacramento. Nice. That was uh, spent a couple of days there. Uh, I'm trying to think what happened there. Went to a uh, went to a railway museum. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Very just nice. walking around at sort of um, uh, uh, broken up kind of railway carriages. Uh, but like am- like amazing stories of like uh, the the Chinese immigrants. Uh, the you know before the turn of the century building these building these uh, massive railroads like endlessly yeah. Uh, yeah. and and you know true to type as 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 most of history kind of goes uh, at the end of it not really being celebrated for it and actually no. being racially kind of hounded out of their houses and you know having the houses burned down and stuff like that it's right. just solid stuff in it you know build the infrastructure now fuck off is this this is not this is not a tory thing again this is being a similar sort of vibe eh? but um what i very much liked it was quite interesting like there were so many chinese immigrants who you know the the, the thing at the time was like they, they they worked harder than everyone else them them and the irish worked harder than all of the other people who were working at the time who were uh, but they just sort of, they'd work you know twelve hour shifts you know from 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 day day uh, the dawn of the day to to daybreak and sorry daybreaks in the morning what are you talking about Donaldson I'm tired I'm jet lagged just uh, say all day just say all day working all day until the yeah. sun goes down and getting on that sweet opium which helps with the muscles which yeah. <laughs> which and on the historical like newspaper they love their yeah. opium but they, uh, and it helps with their muscles <laughs> helps with their I did, their I, did I did a thing um, I did a thing a while back about um, American missionaries to China. Mm. And back in there, I guess it would be around the late 19th century. So kind of similar time from memory when there was an influx of Chinese immigration into San Francisco. Mm. And uh, it's quite an interesting time. Um, but it's a, a lot of opium chat. Just a but lot I, of opium chat. Just, yeah. just missionary. Like some, some, some people go into the, to China to spread the good word and all the rest mm. of it. Like it used to happen. It's quite, you know, not only because individuals want to do it, but it's like an element of kind of soft power diplomacy for, for, for the US in, mm. in the Pacific region. Just disappearing. Never being seen again. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. I'm on the off. But a great mate. time. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> the, yeah, the, so the, I, I, I get it. The thing that made me laugh was like that the, because... You know, nobody had fucking time in between the opium and the and the working every day, hour that fucking God sends for six days a week. Like they didn't have any off time really, so nobody really um, wrote anything down from the Chinese immigrant side. They didn't write anything about their lives, or they certainly haven't found any. So all of like right. the kind of like the historical accounts and the, and the things we know about the Chinese immigrants on the railroad apparently it's just from stuff they've found like fucking pots of tea and you know right. just just kind of like the, the way you'd kind of surmise how roman life was yeah because okay. no one kind of wrote anything down which i found very well, well i mean the, the, sorry to be a nerd but the romans are a bit very good very good record keepers all right. right it's kind of all before right, so, okay, that okay, okay, after right, that before that so okay. yeah in the dark ages after the romans left mm. like it's i mean i'm interested in history but to me personally obviously there are plenty of people out there who are brilliant at it there's a really great guy called uh, mark someone who wrote a book about the Anglo-Saxons very recently. Mark Morris, I think his name is, Mark with a C. I'd recommend mm. that if you're interested in that kind of area. Like, it's baffling work. It's so hard. Like, <laughs> the, the, the sources are just so difficult to, to get hold of and to read and that kind of stuff. It's a completely yeah. different type of history. That's weird. Mm. So that, you're talking about, what, what era are you talking about there, though? Um, I don't know what the dates were. But it was, Must it was be before, like, uh, probably it was like... be at the end of the 19th, probably. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, around there. Well, Interesting. So, no, I thought it was mid... Mid-20th? Mid, uh... mid, twi- mid, mid no, mid nineteenth, nah. wasn't it? 
Mid nineties, okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Good, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, I just wondered. Yeah, but it, but, I, but they did the whole fucking you know east to west kind of job in like a, a few years. It's just absolutely incredible. The uh, yeah, and I, I, I think, think the record was ten shame. miles in a day. Like they had a yeah, bet. I, I, it's a remarkable story. The infrastructure with the railways in the US around that time, and I think it's a real shame actually that not a lot, a lot's not more is not made of that because the the rail system in the US isn't that good compared no, to say the UK. Like. The UK's, I mean, even though many, many rail stations have closed down in the UK over the last however many decades, uh, it's still really amazingly mm. interconnected. Um, yeah. And the US, I think, I mean, it's a different challenge, of course, but the US could be better. Um, so did you fly out of Sacramento or did you make it all the way down to LA? No, so we, so we flew out of LA. I uh, had a stop yeah. in uh, Fresno for a night uh, and, then, nice. and then just headed straight to, to LA. Uh, spent a night in downtown, night in Santa Monica. And then we were actually going to, we we're trying to head to um, San Diego. But we forgot that um, TwitchCon was on. Where all of oh, the Twitchers, right. so all of the hotels were like a grand a night. So it was like that's that's not happening. Oh um, mate, one last broker back. Did you see the TwitchCon? So tw- so they you like they do at these kind of events. They sort of bring a ball pool in or like a a big pool where um you can have like a little fucking gladiator style cotton bud fight or whatever, and knock each other into the into the soft yeah. padding like gladiators. Like she gladiators, yeah, shadow, exactly, yeah, yeah. And and I think I don't know what they did, but they, I don't know where they bought their form from. But it was in some kind of weird configuration, and so uh, that was made of concrete. <laughs> it's a couple of uh, one last uh, dislocated her knee, uh, one yeah. last jumped off and 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 was smiling. She said, I, "I can't move." She'd broken right. her back in two places. So that, that's TwitchCon for you. <laughs> um, you speaking it. of that, um, this is in no way related to, to that story, apart from the fact that I set myself up on Twitch this week. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I might try and do some PUBG stuff. I really enjoy playing the old PUBG, don't I? So Lovely. Maybe I could find some people to play with me on uh, on Twitch, perhaps. Is that how it works? I don't even know. Now you've got your uh, now you've got your uh, new camera, new, your new lights and stuff. You're yeah. looking really, yeah, really be nice, good. to be honest. Um, so you had a nice time on your trip. Can I take you all the way back up to the northwest and talk about chewing gum very briefly? Yes. Uh, I just finished a book by Warren Ellis. Have you, do you know Warren Ellis? I don't know. He, he is the right-hand man of Nick Cave, so... Right. He's one of the bad seas. He's a big beardy guy, plays the violin, but he's yeah. also got a band called The Dirty Three. Um, really interesting artist. Uh, and he's written a, a memoir called uh, Nina Simone's Gum. And uh, so it's really interesting. It's a really interesting take on like the old kind of rock stars autobiography type thing. So he was apparently, he's had an amazingly interesting life, right? And um, so for, for years, publishers have hounded him trying to convince him to write this memoir, but he never wants to do it. So it's boring. I don't want to do it. He's one of those types, right? He's right. very, very um, alternative, like a true artist. Like he lives like basically lives the life of a bohemian. Mm. Um, anyway, so in 1999, I believe it was. Do you remember the Meltdown Festival on the South Bank in London? Yes. It would be yes. every year and it'd be created by someone famous. So like Jarvis Cocker's oh, done yes, it. Oh, yes, I remember. Yes, I, I yeah. think I did The Cure one year, I think. Right, okay, fine. But you created it. Good for you. Um <laughs> But anyway, so one year, I think 99, Nick Cave curated it and he got Warren Ellis, who, like I say, is his right-hand man to help him. Hmm. And um, he, they both booked um, they, they booked Nina Simone, who's just obviously this legendary artist. Um, she's dead now, but she was a very, very impactful um, protester, singer, musician, songwriter. She had loads of different styles of music. Uh, look, if, if, I, I'm not going to do her justice talking about how important she was as an artist. So if you get a chance, like look her up. Anyway, mm. she headlined this festival in 1999, and she was very old by that point and quite cantankerous. And and she died in 2003, so she's quite near the end of her life. And um, she came out and played, and it was just her and a piano and her band, and she did all these songs. But when she came out on stage, um, the way that, that Nick Cave and Warren Ellis tell the story is that she was very combative. She was very kind of 
quite cantankerous in her old age and she would be quick to um to anger and all the rest of it and she came out on stage this is old woman basically in front of the meltdown crowd and like staring them out pumping the fist being really aggressive with them then she sat down at her piano took her chewing gum out of her mouth and stuck it on the piano and started playing and then and then she played did the show everyone loved it blah 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 and she but she left the chewing gum on the piano Mm. and warren ellis being the type of character that he is was like that is like an amazing sacred relic to me i'm going to get it i'm cur- i'm helping to curate this festival i'm going to take it because it's going to be thrown away so he took the chewing gum put it in a paper towel and kept it safe and kept it for 25 years or whatever or however many years it is now 20 21 22 years uh, and so he essentially uses that as the starting point of his memoir and mm. talks about the chewing gum and the gum and it follows him around and does stuff with him and he takes like imprints of it and gets it made into jewellery and he sends it different pl- things to different people uh, based on it and then Nick Cave takes it and puts it on display in a in a um, exhibition an art exhibition that he's doing in Denmark it's, it's, it's all very interesting mm. it's, and, and essentially everything that he talks about in his life goes to channel is channeled through this kind of sacred um musical souvenir i suppose that's really interesting it's called it's called nina simone's gum the, yeah uh, the i mean you when you when you said nina simone's gum at the start i thought you said nina simone's gun i was like no. when's she gonna get the gun out <laughs> no gum gum g-u-m all right fine i've got a very poor diction for a broadcaster you there's, there's, that there's, there's, there's so many times where like you know at, at the radio station i worked at like we like a guy had come in or a gal you know the guys and the gals, they'd come in and they'd be very, very famous indeed and they'd be having a cup of coffee or whatever and they'd just leave their coffee with like lipstick yeah. marks on it and stuff. Like super, super famous people. There must be so many people who've hoovered up little trinkets here and there. It's like my uh, famous uh, Brian Blessed story about that. I told you that. Well, we're drinking the coffee and then he goes, yeah. <laughs> it's an old That coffee. wasn't my coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. Disgusting. He's a legend, Brian Blessed. He's so funny. Yeah, somebody did a super He's still alive, isn't he? Swearing. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, he'll never die. He I've says. never. Can I just also just say about Brian Blessed? We're just sure coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andrew Lansbury's gone. Apparently. He's got to be next, hasn't he? Jesus. He's just, yeah, he's just turned eighty-six. He had. I was in the. I've been in the company of him a couple of times, and he has by far the loudest voice I've ever heard. It was almost like comically loud, <laughs> and I'm not someone who, ironically, because I know I can be quite loud. I quite like quiet. I quite like it when it's quiet. If I'm knocking about the house on my own, it's all quiet. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. And it was almost quite jarring how loud his how, voice it's is. So, like as if the walls weren't built for a, a, a voice to, that loud. You know, they were, like yeah. there was little studs in the wall, kind of cracking because they'd never th- been subjected to such vibration. There was yeah, there was a guy producing him when I was there called Phil. Phil Secretan, do you remember Phil? Yes. And uh, good guy. And he. Um, I was saying to him at the time in the booth, "How are you? How are you taping this?" It's like he is shouting into the microphone really loud, like at all times. It's like the last thing you need. Anyway, Brian Blessing, what a legend. Anyway, Nina Simone's gun. Give that a give that a go if you get a chance. I'm not being paid to say that. I've not got, had any contact with the publishers, uh, who I believe are Faber or Faber and Faber. I mean, would, I mean, uh, why would give they them a go? Why would they be well, spending they, they, money People on you. might hear an advert in in the ad break and go, "Oh." They He's might, talking yes. this again, True. talking that again. You know, I'm just saying. I enjoyed the book. You will too if you like um, that type of stuff. Yeah. So, so give it a bash. Um, should we have a quick break, Peter, and then come back and do some batteries? Yes, I will be talking about products I definitely endorse next. Nina, Nina Simone's batteries. Nina Simone's batteries. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the Luca Pete Show. It's Thursday, so we're the cough talking about batteries, didn't we? We've got batteries coming out of our bum holes. Uh, <laughs> you saw Matt Lucas. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I, um, somebody, somebody pointed out that um, David Williams has got a border terrier. Made me feel a bit sad. Um, <laughs> do, do you not like David Willard? What's he done? What's he done? Has he been cancelled or something? No, he's not been cancelled. I, uh, I just think uh, should be cancelled for that little Britain stuff. I think what he, yeah, it, oh, he should be. But because when it's he, posh middle class people, it doesn't it doesn't count? Exactly, my friend. Oh, Cleese is mm. on uh, GB News, isn't he? Cleese, oh. Eighty oh, fucking five or however old he is, fucking on GB News. This he says this show would would never these days. This show would never be uh, commissioned because uh, four of the people working on it are from uh, Oxbridge. Like you've just got a show commissioned, mate. It's on GB News. It's a piece of shit channel, but you just got commissioned. You fucking cheb. I also like the fact that John um, Cleese. I-, I literally heard uh, John Cleese say that you can't say anything these days, mm. but. Because no one gives you a platform anymore, you get cancelled yeah, on the yeah, fucking yeah. Today program, Today program, which is the most popular breakfast show in the UK yeah. and has been for years. It's not a yeah. sh- it, It's not a shame for me though. I've said this before. I don't have very many kind of Mostradamus kind of predictions, but I fucking saw this coming a good fifteen years ago. He was always whinging about his ex-wife and living in Jamaica or wherever the fuck where he lived. Um, yeah. Dickhead. Did you see that interview with Eric Iden in the Guardian last week? No, I didn't know. Who seems like a really lovely kind of um, <laughs> fella. And uh, he was asked about John Cleese. And the answer was like the closest answer you can get to like a British person trying to be diplomatic. Uh, I'll, read, I'll read the answer to you. Um, basically, just generally being asked about what he thinks about John Cleese these days. Mm. He says, uh, he, he is who he is now. The thing I try to remember is the good times when we were young and funny. <laughs> we, were, we are no longer those people. 
We're old farts. We should be left to go quietly to bed and watch the telly. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. That's what you need. Anyway. Anyway, but I do. I do think before you get into your battery, I've got it. I've got it here. I, I'm not going to say I'm ready to go. I just do want to say that the little Britain stuff is not aged very well, and no one really seems to talk that much about that. Or maybe I've just missed it. I don't know. I think you. I mean, you have it on your. I think, does it on Britbox or Dave? Like all those things, like still pull quite well with the British public, and you can get quite a few viewers uh, by sticking an episode on, and even like the stuff they did that, that airport thing, where which is even worse to be honest. It really leans into those sort of stereotypes. Well, um, blacking up and stuff like. Like yeah, a lot of black and up, a lot of yeah. Chinese yeah. stuff, you know, mm-hmm. Japanese teenagers sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, you, it, I, they just put like a warning before saying, uh, yeah, it's different. Like there's different rules for different uh, times, I suppose, isn't it? Like this was a different time, and uh, like literally ten years ago, it's just, what, like, it's just a massive cop out. Massive. No, I, see, I saw that on. Um, I was watching. Um, I watched. <laughs> this is another story entirely. I watched uh, Gone with the Wind on Amazon Prime a while right. back. And uh, that's obviously hugely problematic. But it was made in like 1936 or whatever. Mm. And uh, it's got a warning at the start now. Mm. A lot of people are saying it shouldn't be out there. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be... Um, different times. Be, people have moustaches. Different yeah, times, mate. Exactly. Different times. Uh, I mean, yeah, what's, what's the first battery? Battery brands uh, every week on a Thursday on the Look of Pitch Show. Uh, we talk about battery brands that you found in uh, random uh, bits of uh, consumer electronica where you are. Maybe you're in a hotel. I did have a look around, to be honest, in the hotels that I stayed in. Very, very basic kind of energy cells. Your usual kind of Korean brands and uh, Duracells yeah. and stuff. Nothing very Korean really, themed trip for you. Nothing really jumping out. Um, and a bit of kimchi at Time, at times uh, yeah. David Upcraft has uh, got in touch hello Luke and uh, the Pete uh, as ever long time listener first new battery player attempt I was sorting through my dot's collection of uh, clunky plastic toys to find this delightful D-cell in a Chad Valley motorised fishing game is it a possible new player or have I missed this in a hundred episodes of battery searching dear sirs I present you with a PIFCO D-cell Pifco, Pifco D-Cell. Do you, remember the, do you remember that little fishing game? It's like a little circular fishing game. Yeah, I loved it. Battery-powered, and you'd have a little fishing line, which magnetised. And they would, they would be like gaping mouths, yeah. and they would open and close. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. What was the vibe? You had to get about. get about as many as possible in in, in a certain amount of time. It was a bit like Hungry Hippos, was it? I think that's how Yeah, a little bit like... No, well, not... I mean, kind of, I guess, in principle, possibly slightly similar to, to Hungry Hippos, but not really... Um, yeah. well, I'm sure we can look it up and find it later. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, uh, a, a few observations on David's email. One is that he's got good old-fashioned workman's hands. He nice has, to yeah, see. yeah, yeah. Solid. Um, he presents the battery in close-up. He's got a great signature for his email as well. Very nice to see. He's taking the time there. Mm. Pifco D. This is a Pifco D, so it's a D-sized battery. Mm. I am delighted to say it is a new player, so congratulations to so you, David. So no other Pifco's found? I've n- there has the not been box. a single email in the inbox with the word Pifco. Uh, with Pifco in How it. How have we um, possibly as a new brand? I mean, to be honest, Pifco just seems like the sort of one we would have seen before, but we haven't seen it before. That's incredible, nah. David. Well nah. done, mate. Yeah, well done, Dave. Up craft, up to your craft, sir. Hi, Kira. Hi, chaps. Hi, craps. Uh, CJDB. <laughs> uh, you don't know. You don't want to know the backstory, Chris. I think we do, and I think we can. Uh, you know, have a think about what that might be. SJDB as a battery brand. What do you reckon? Is that, is that from Chris Roger? It's from Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or does he not want his surname being used? Uh, it's too late. Well, I've only got Chris on my on my yeah. <laughs> on my list. Um, I'm afraid to say that just a month before his submission, mm. our friend Abby emailed oh, in Abby. Um, Chris. With, with a battery she found 
in when she was changing the batteries and a toy remote control for her toddler. Uh, and she unveiled a pair of SJDPs herself, SJDBs herself. So um, mm. I'm afraid you're the second person to send those in, Chris. Yeah, but it's not a new player, I'm afraid. So Chris uh, presumably also found it in a in a toy for a toddler. Uh, Luke says Mavida and Mustang Triple A. I almost destroyed the aircon remote retrieving these batteries, along with a very well known uh, Sony branded battery. There was also a Triple A Mavida battery and some of that tasty battery crust. Mm-mm-mm. In the TV mm, remote was nice. a Mustang Triple A battery. Any chance of a new player? I'm almost certain the Mustang is a old player that's been uh, you know uh, given its time in the sun so many times before. But uh, Mavida Super Alkaline. Any any shout, Luke? Uh, Mustang's been set in 41 times. Fucking hell. Yeah, which might Fuck even me. be a record. Um, Movida is a new player, though. Congratulations. Mm. I can't find Movida in the email inbox anywhere, um, possibly in the Twitter DMs, but I can't see it in there either. So um, Movida is a new player. So no to the Mustang, yes to the Movida. That's two out of three two this week. Two out of very, three very ain't well bad. Uh, unlucky well Chris. Well everyone. Pat yourselves you in the back. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You that's might as well just say, because the speculation from Pete's always going to be worse. It's always going to be worse. I do want another backstory, because I will invent one, and it'll be yeah. worse, all right? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely worse. Um, Peter, before we before we dash off, um, shuffle off this, um, this podcast coil, there are a lot of emails about um, this new movie, Cocaine Bear. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Which yes, is yes, yes, yes. a story that we kind of discovered we, discovered, we stumbled upon maybe a few years ago now um, of a uh, American black bear who um, found essentially a, a, a cocaine that had dropped from a kind of a drug runner's plane and killed himself mm. um, in ingesting it essentially and it was like obviously it was something ridiculous like 90 kilograms of cocaine the bear consumed as much as it could good on him um, it's the way that he wanted to go uh, <laughs> he was found massive cocaine overdose poisoning and um, was then stuffed, I believe, and put in some kind of bar or some kind of mm. tourist um, attraction uh, in in the middle of nowhere. I, I want to say, I want to say Colorado. Maybe I can't really remember. Doesn't matter. But um, this happened in the eighties. It was oh, actually, it was in, it's on display currently in Lexington in Kentucky. So yeah. I wasn't that far away. But anyway, um, they've made a movie out of it. And um, what they've done essentially, what it looks like is. And this is this has caused great um, interest among the Luke and Pisha community. Hence, we mentioned it. We got so many uh, messages about this. Um, in a Kentucky, the, the the current listed plot for the film is in a Kentucky forest, an American black bear goes on a murderous rampage after ingesting a staggering amount of cocaine. They've done that bear dirty. They've done him dirty. <laughs> They've That's added right, a it? murderous rampage into a noble, honourable bear's life and death. Right. Yeah, but it, it can't help it. It's already murderous by its very nature. But, you know, you give it a bit of cocaine, he's he's more beast than beast, isn't he? Yeah, I, I just think that what happened in real in reality is that Cocaine Bear stumbled upon this, you know, these, these 40 plastic containers of cocaine, got fucked up, fine, <laughs> overdid it, died, it happens. And now they've said, oh, no, what happened was he, he, he took a lot of drugs and then tried to kill loads of people. That didn't happen. He was a peace-loving bear. He was fine. And I also like the fact it's a great tribute to the, to the great late 
Ray Liotta's career that I think it's going to be the last film he's appeared in. <laughs> it's good stuff, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it's produced by, uh, it's directed by Elizabeth Banks, who uh, you'll have seen on every sort of comedy show for for the last uh, 20 years, pretty much. Is she in The 40-Year-Old Virgin? She will. And, um, Ooh, sh- oh, she might be, yeah. She's, she a Lego, be. she's a Lego movie person as well, right? Yeah, she was. Uh, she played Rita Repulsa in the uh, Power Rangers. I didn't realise that uh, the original um, Rita Repulsa uh, died. Uh, she was. Um, I have no idea who that is. She. Uh, did you not remember watching Power Rangers? No, the Wi-Fi I have access to, and I speak about this a lot. I, for some reason, I never watched it. I, might, I thought it was because I was too old, but you're the right. same age as me, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, I, it, it was probably a little later. It was on like ITV, wasn't it? At, uh, at weird times, I seem to recall when you're getting ready for, for for college or school. I remember watching it though. And, and you should have been watching it if you were at sixth form college. Fuck well, what, it what time did it? Where did the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? I thought it came out like the late mid to late nineties. I was way too old for it. Nineteen ninety three was the premiere. So, yeah, I mean... We, we oh, were... yeah, you were queuing up for the premiere, were you? <laughs> There's no way you were watching it from the very start. You but were probably watching it about three years later. But I didn't realise that uh, the, the, some, uh, uh, the, they played... Uh, she played the um, uh, Bandora uh, character in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. She, she died in 2006. She was, she was 68. She was re- so she must have been, like, when she was playing... She must have been in her 50s. Uh not very interesting I, I for remember. you, uh, Luke, because you've never watched Power Rangers. No, well, but... I've got I've got something to say on it, as you can probably imagine. I do remember like it coming up quite a lot a while back. I think oh, I'll never watch that. I'll check it out. Mm. And I watched a version of it, which I then later found out I think was just a straight American version, where it seemed right. what what they did is they had taken a lot of the existing Japanese scenes, yeah. And splice them in with newly shot American scenes. So I think all of the kind of cityscape really kind of, of big. It. Well, it's all of this, all of the big kind of like city destroying battles and stuff. Yeah, that's the that 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 that's what they took from the Japanese version, and they just sort of spliced in the, uh, you know, uh, four four kids or five kids in a in a in, in the suits, kind of running around with with with, with different people. So, so yeah, they didn't, maybe they didn't have the budget to completely remake it or something. Yeah, I mean, they've already done all the work. What's the point? But it True. always looked very to 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 my eyes as as a young as a younger man. It always felt very cheesy and very sort of like this isn't our usual sort of thing. This looks very cheap. Like the cityscapes look terrible. But for the Japanese eyes, it's kind of like a bit more a bit more Godzilla, isn't it? Really, it didn't do it for you the same way he requested it for you, eh? <laughs> not in that way. We've talked about that. Not. Let's leave that there, shall we? Okay, let's go. Uh, right. Let's get out of here. What we should probably say to our listeners before we go is that if you do go and watch Cocaine Bear. Um, which I believe is out um, pr- pretty soon, actually. We'd better uh, be getting the fucking advert, I tell you what. Yeah, we, we'd, we'd better should, be getting the. I, I may have soiled my britches over the Ted Lasso debacle over on the Ramble, but we'd better be getting cocaine bear stuff, to be quite frank. Yeah, I, th- I think they're, they're really kind of missing a trick there if they don't. Mm. Um, they don't let's do it. So it doesn't come out until February of next year, so I mean, yeah. there's plenty of time, plenty okay, of water okay. under the bridge between now and then. So Get banks on the on blower. That. Definitely. I'm not sure how much of a marketing budget it will have, but you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> um, if you do go and see it, um, make sure you send us your little your short reviews of it and mm. um, we'll read out our favourite ones. That's mm. for February. So that's how good the Luke and Peter admin is. In four months' time, if you go and see a movie, send us a review. Yes, please. Uh, and we'll read our favourite reviews out. Lovely Peter, stuff. let's go. We'll be back on Monday, won't we? We will be. Tell so, them when we'll be back, Peter. We'll be back on Monday. Tell them what time it is. Uh, we'll probably upload about 5am GMT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just doing the Chuck D to oh, Flavor right, Flav. Sorry. Tell them what time it is. Let them know what time didn't, it is. Didn't so what? Didn't I? Didn't a, a friend of mine? Uh, his his friend was working with, uh, uh, with um, who's a fellow with a clock? Is that Chuck D? That's Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Sorry. Yeah. He was he was coming in the room and he went, 
what time is it? What time is it? Like, because that's his thing, isn't it? It's time. It's yeah. the far, old father time. What time is it? What time is it? And he went, you're the confused. one with the clock on your fucking neck. Yeah. But a lovely little takedown of Flavor Flav's life. In Britain, Britain, people would be like, uh, just 10 past four. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that's that won't question. work. That doesn't no. cross over culturally. Exactly. That. Good point. Uh, all right, Peter, let's go. Monday, we'll be back. Have a lovely weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Um, Look after yourselves as well, by the way, because it's getting cold outside. It is. You Wrap know? up. Don't get caught out. What an energy crisis. If you're anything like me, you're the opposite. You think, oh, it's going to be freezing. You put three jumpers on, and then by the time you get to the train station, you've got a bag full of jumpers. <laughs> um, anyway, speak to you soon. Thanks a lot. Luke and Pete Show is back on Monday. Hello at Luke and Pete Show's email address. At Luke and Pete Show is the social media destination. We love you very much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your battery suggestions. Uh, and we'll see you again soon. Ta-ta. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.